for the week five college football picks. I'm going to find some good matchups as best as I can because there's not a lot of uh, top 10 matchups this week. One matchup that should be interesting to watch, it's a 3.30 Eastern game on NBC. You have the Virginia Cavaliers going into South Bend, Indiana to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I'm going to pick Notre Dame in that game. They're coming off an emotional loss to Georgia uh, down in Athens last week. And although Notre Dame will be tired for sure, I think they're going to play with passion at home and will probably um, handle Virginia quite easily. So I'm going to pick Notre Dame and they'll cover the 12 and a half points. The USC Trojans travel up to take on the Washington Huskies. That's a 3.30 Eastern game on Fox. USC is a 10.5 point underdog. Yeah, USC is struggling this year. I think Washington will take care of business at home and beat the Trojans. Ohio State, number five, is going on the road um, to Nebraska. It's the Saturday Night Football game on ABC at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Ohio State's a 17-point favorite on the road. And, um, yeah. I'm going to take Ohio State. Um, Nebraska hasn't really shown that they can consistently win, and especially against uh, really good teams like, like Ohio State, who's by far and away the best te- the best team in the Big Ten this year. There's just no competition for them uh, this year, other than maybe Wisconsin. But Wisconsin, I think, is still a tier below Ohio State. So I'm going to pick Ohio State and Justin Fields to go into Nebraska and beat down Scott Frost. Scott Frost's team pretty well on Saturday Night Football. Yeah, Clemson, a uh, 27-point favorite on the road, North Carolina. That's a win, 330 on ABC. Alabama's hosting Ole Miss at the, uh, at the 330 time slot on CBS. They're 38-point favorites. You might as well not watch that game. You got Texas Tech playing Oklahoma uh, in Norman, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a 27.5 point favorite. I'll take Oklahoma to beat Texas Tech pretty bad. Northwestern travels to Wisconsin. Wisconsin's getting 24.5 to beat Northwestern. I'll take it. Texas A&M is traveling to Arlington to take on Arkansas in the annual uh, Southwestern Classic in Jerry World. AM's ranked number 23. They're getting 23 and a half points to beat Arkansas. They've they've looked lethargic in their two losses versus Clemson and Auburn, but Arkansas is a very hapless team in 2019. So AM should beat Arkansas fairly with ease. Michigan is interesting because they got their they got their butts whooped by Wisconsin last week in Madison. And even though Rutgers is a really bad team and Michigan is getting 27 and a half to beat them, I don't think Michigan is going to win by that much. If they, if they barely beat Army in what overtime or double overtime, I don't even remember a couple weeks ago. I, I see Michigan playing this game a lot closer than it really should be. It's a noon game on uh, the Big Ten Network. Michigan will squeak by. That's all I can say. Oh, and by the way, the Texas A&M game will be the 12 Eastern, 11 Central on ESPN, for those of you wondering. 
All right, so we are in week five of college football, and now week four of the National Football League. Welcome to this podcast. If you are new, please consider supporting me through Anchor, uh, and also listen through Spotify or anywhere else that podcasts are found. So, NFL Week 4, let's get down to it. First, I at the time of this, the Thursday night game had already passed the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Green Bay Packers. I was going with the Green Bay Packers since they were at home and the Eagles were struggling, but the Eagles pulled through, and that was a pleasant surprise for me. Now, for the best games I see on Sunday... One of the biggest ones I see is the New England Patriots going to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Both teams are 3-0, starting out very solid. Uh, Buffalo's Buffalo's defense has been definitely good so far. Josh Allen has taken a couple steps forward with his new coaching staff, and he's definitely improving in his uh, decision-making. But I'm going to pick the New England Patriots to beat Buffalo. You, you just have to go with Tom Brady. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, if not the greatest, and he has historically owned Buffalo in Buffalo, especially in recent years. So I'm going to pick the Patriots over the Bills. You have the red-hot offense of the Kansas City Chiefs going into Detroit to take on the undefeated Lions. It's very surprising that the Lions are undefeated through three games at this point. They are two. Oh, and uh, one, uh, the one tie being in week one against the Arizona Cardinals. But in this game, you have Patrick Mahomes. He's clicking on all cylinders. He's on pace to match or either break the 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns that he threw last year when he won the MVP. He's arguably the best quarterback in the game right now, even um, at this young of an age. It's incredible to see what he, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs can do on offense. I'll, I'll take the Chiefs to beat the Lions, in, even though the game's in Detroit, with all the weapons that Mahomes, ha- that Mahomes has, even without Tyreek Hill, it, it's going to be hard for Detroit to keep up and stop the high-powered offense of the Chiefs. Another good, another good game is Minnesota the Vikings of Minnesota taking on the Chicago Bears in Chicago. I'm going to take Chicago to beat Minnesota in that game. In that game, It's going to be a very close game, uh, but I see the Bears' defense prevailing against Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is not uh, historically been a very good performer on the road. Houston Texans hosting the Carolina Panthers. The Houston Texans should beat the Carolina Panthers at home. Um, Kyle Allen may have won Carolina a game last week, but, um, I don't think he can continue that success against Houston in Houston's house. I think Houston has a decent defense can keep him, keep him fairly in check. And without Cam Newton, the, that's just another element of their offense that is just gone or the Texans will force Kyle Allen to be a pocket passer. And with the Texans good front seven, um, Kyle Allen shouldn't really develop a lethal passing game 
during the course of the contest. And of course, with Houston, you have Deshaun Watson, the very young, bright, and smart quarterback who's playing behind an improved offensive line. The Houston Texans offensive line has given up six, four, and two sacks in the first three games, respectively. So they are definitely improving. The left side of the line is improving, especially with Laramie Tunsil um, solidifying his spot as the, the franchise left tackle. And the offensive line will just need to get better in order to protect Watson so he can continue to pile up the points with the offense, which is led by him and DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the league. So I'm going to pick Houston to beat Carolina. And for the Sunday night game, you have the Dallas Cowboys traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints in the Superdome. This is going to be a very, very entertaining matchup. You have two of the best offenses in the NFL going head-to-head. You have the undefeated Cowboys coming in with their balanced offense with Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, and Amari Cooper um, heading the offense. And, of course, the defense of the Cowboys, which is extremely solid in the front seven and pretty good at the back end as well. The New Orleans Saints, although they uh, will still be without Drew Brees, their quarterback, due to thumb surgery for another few weeks, Teddy Bridgewater is more than capable of starting he has started in the NFL before, and at home, the Superdome uh, is one of the toughest venues in all of the NFL to play in. And as much as I hate to say it as a Texas fan, I'm going to logic says I'm I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think their balanced offense attack plus um, the swarming front seven of the Cowboys should contain Teddy Bridgewater and. I don't see Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater uncorking long passes down the field like Breeze normally does to Michael Thomas and to the other um, New Orleans receivers. Now, Alvin Kamara will surely get his touches behind the offensive line of the Saints, but I think the Cowboys' front seven is going to be eventually too much, and I'm going to pick the Cowboys to beat the Saints on Sunday Night Football. So to finish up this podcast, I'm going to go on a little bit of a, a off-the-top-of-the-head rant. So this past week, A&M played Auburn and Kyle Field, and it was scorching hot. The heat index was in the hundreds. Uh, the, shine was, the sun was shining very, very brightly on the student section. A lot of people were passing out and running for cover. And let by the midway through the fourth quarter, a good majority of the student section had left, uh, either due to heat or just they're frustrated with the game. Now, for context of the game, A&M scored. They score in the fourth quarter. They ended up losing 28 to 20, I believe, but they had only scored three points through three quarters. And our kicker, Seth Small, had missed a couple field goals for that. And uh, Kellen Mon was not performing the greatest. Now he, now I take that back. He did perform pretty good th- during this game. He had almost 350 yards, two touchdowns, and no turnovers. The run game, on the other hand, 
was just virtually non-existent. We were just forced into passing um, between monitors and receivers. And so it was frustrating to sit through three quarters in the heat and watch A&M only score three points. And they allowed Auburn to score pretty quickly out of the gate. They scored on, I think, a 57-yard touchdown run on, I think, the second or third play of the game, and they were off and running. And Auburn's a good team. They're ranked number seven now for a reason. Uh, Gus Malzahn is a really good coach. Auburn's always had a really nice spread, hurry-up, fast-tempo offense that keeps even the best teams in college football off balance a lot of the times. So congrats to Auburn. They're 4-0, and they're, they are a favorite to contend for the SEC championship and also for the playoff. But for a and for A&M's uh, fans, this week there were a lot of there was a lot of beef going on, especially on Facebook, a bunch of memes showing, you know, between people who uh, felt like the everybody should have stayed the whole game and people who felt like, like they, you know, they could leave in peace. Now, I understand both sides. Just by looking at it the past few days, I understand that. You know, since you're a fan, there's the old saying, you stick with your team through good times and bad, uh, even though, you know, they are frustrating to watch and they're not performing consistently great. And even though it's not appealing to the eye, you still uh, support the team no matter what, because that's what fans are supposed to do. But also you have to look at it from uh, the context is, it's a very hot day. It was a 2.30 p.m. game central time. The sun was out in full force. The The student side of the stadium that everybody stands on the whole game, uh, everybody was baking in it from the first deck up to the third deck, up, down, and in between. You had people passing out. You had people running for cover just to get some shade. Water was disappearing off the concessions and droves. Um, and... People just got people just got fed up with the way that the team was playing and the weather, so they left. My thing is, you gotta let people make their own choices. Let adults make their own choices. Pretty much everybody there, most of the people there are adults, and they should be able to make their own choices. Leaving is okay, and staying is okay, and you have to understand that. The 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 new people coming into A and M, they may not they may not as be they may not be as interested in staying for four full hours for a football game, especially when it's on in the middle of the Saturday afternoon heat. It, it's just that could be it. I don't know, but between old army and new army, between old army and new army, there's been. So much beef this week, and it's been ridiculous. Just move on. And the thing is, people leave pretty much for any team at any other stadium for any other sport. Whether team wins or lose, bad, there, there will be people that leave, and you can't control it. So just get over it, move on, support the team, and Giga Maggie's. So once again, I want to thank you for stopping by to check out this uh, podcast of mine on Anchor. I invite you to 
support me in any way possible just through listening on Spotify or anywhere else that I post my uh, post my podcast. I post it to link on my uh, Twitter page and um, go ahead and follow me there if you haven't. And also, if you would really want to and you feel free, please consider supporting me financially and I will talk to you later. Peace.